Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Miami Vineyard Podcast. We hope this message encourages you, breathes life into you, and helps you experience God's love. Enjoy the message. Hey, Miami Vineyard, so good to be with you. So good to be with those of you joining us online today. Hey, online folks, love to invite you right now. We're going to be having communion at the end of the service today. So wherever you are in your home, whatever, grab some crackers, grab some juice, and participate with us at the end today. Just want to give you a heads up. So my name is Kevin. I'm one of the pastors. And this weekend, we're in part four of a series that we're calling Let's Go. Come on, let me hear it. Let's Go! Yeah, so we're talking about this, how we, we get these dreams, these ideas, these, these, these things, these visions, and we say, we say, let's go, let's do this, and then life happens. And so we're talking about in this series what happens when life happens. And what we've discovered is this, that you can look at heroes in the Bible and just heroes from life. You can see, especially in the Bible, you can see there's a, there's a very predictable pattern of what happens in our lives. And so we've been talking about this pattern. In fact, I, I, I placed this pattern today on your message notes. So I'd love for you to locate some message notes. Now, if you already have, message notes are virtual, uh, most of them. If you already have a Miami Vineyard app downloaded, you're going to open our Miami Vineyard app. If you don't have the app downloaded yet, it's a very easy download. You can go to your app store, search Miami Vineyard, or if you're in the room today and the seat back's in front of you, there's a QR code. Just scan the QR code and it'll, get, it'll take you to the app immediately. It's a free download. Once you get to the app downloaded, tap on this weekend, tap on message notes, this weekend message notes. Or if you want a printed copy of the notes, those are available at pub tables in the back. Just go ahead and grab one of these if you want. You can go ahead now and get one if you want. And you can take some the old pen and paper way to go. But here's what we said. There's a very predictable pattern of what happens in our lives. First, six phases. Then they all start with D. First one is dream. And we have a dream, whether it's a dream you've had since you were young, or whether it's a dream you've had more recently, or an idea, or in your prayer time, God gave you something. It can be any number of things. It could be, for example, it could be a dream to get married, a, a dream to have children, a, a dream to begin your own business, a dream to complete your degree, a dream to become a foster or adoptive parent, whatever it might be. So we're looking in, the, in this, this series at heroes of the Bible. Today we're looking at another hero, a guy named Abraham, who's, a, who's one of the heroes of the Christian faith. I mean, this guy's like a big-time dude in the Christian faith. And Abraham had a dream that he got from God, that when he was 75 years old, 75, he has no kids, but God told him, you're going to have a baby, and you're going to be the father of a great nation. At 75 years old, he's got this dream. Then comes phase two in our lives. So dream, then comes decision. You've got to do something about that dream. You've got to, you've got to take a step of faith. And if you've been with us, I said there's a four-letter word that's always involved when we take, when we take a step of faith. Anybody remember that four-letter word? Risk. You got it. Risk. There's always a risk. When you follow God, there's always a risk. You've got to leave what we know to get to where God wants us to go. We got to leave what we know to get to where God wants us to go. I remember moving to Miami from the cornfields of Wisconsin when I was the tender age of 22. So that was just 13 years ago. I packed everything I owned into a Volkswagen Rabbit and I left the United States of America to come to Miami. If you know, you know. <laughs> Land of mangoes, cockroaches, and mosquitoes. So back to Abraham. At Abraham's 75, 
He's been living in one place for 75 years. In the age of 75, God called him out of this place that he knew to go to some land he didn't even know where he was going. God said, I'll show you when you get there. You talk about leaving what you know to get to where God wants you to go. That's what Abraham did. So, so we've got the first two phases. We talk about this on the weekend. So, so we've got dream. We've got decision. Those are, those are the fun ones. Then we come to the next three. And the next three are no fun. But the next three are normal. What I, I want you to, the next three are normal. That when you hit roadblocks, when stuff happens to the dream that you thought God gave you, and you're going, did I miss it? What, what, what's happening? What's happening is normal. What's happening has happened to every hero in the faith. So here we get to the third D, comes delay. There's always going to be delay between the time God gave you the dream and the time it's fulfilled. There's always a delay. In Abraham's case, it's now been 11 years. You got to get, when, 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 Abraham, when Abraham got his dream, it wasn't as if, you know, he, he maybe heard God say something in his prayer time. No, no, an angel showed up to Abraham. So he knew the dream was from God. He knew. But now it's been 11 years. Still no baby. 11 years. You talk about delay. So we talked about this on the weekend. We said, don't, don't, don't faint, don't fret, don't fear, don't forget. Then comes another D, difficulty. Not only do we get to wait, we get to have problems while we wait. And at this, age, thing, at this stage, things go from bad to worse. So now Abraham is 99 now. It's been 24 years since God gave him that dream and he hasn't had a baby yet. 24 years. Some of us, we can't wait 24 days. 24 years. And he hasn't had a baby yet. Now he's 99. He's 99. And his wife's not, you know, he didn't marry some young babe. She, she's, she's 89. They're both well beyond their childbearing years. And to top it all off, God decided to change Abraham's name. See, Abraham, he was born Abram. But God changed his name to Abraham, which means father of a great nation. Imagine, imagine you're Abraham. You walk into a Starbucks. And the guy says, hey, what's your name? He says, father of a great nation. The guy says, cool. How many kids you got? None. He said, dude, how old are you? 99. I mean, that's like, what? what? That's like a Cape Pena moment. And by the way, listen, if you missed any of these three weeks, these previous three weeks of messages, you've got to go and get these messages. It has been a... A, a fantastic series. So you can go to YouTube. You can watch. Just search Miami Vineyard on YouTube. You can go to MiamiVineyard.com. You've got to get the previous three weekends. So here we go. Now we come to the D that we're going to talk about today. The next D. Ready for this one? Phase five is dead end. This is where it goes from bad to worse to worse. Delay, difficulty, dead end. The situation deteriorates from difficult to impossible. And we begin to ask, what is happening? Is God some kind of cruel joker in the sky where he gives you this dream and then pulls the carpet out from under you? And you begin to feel, in this stage, you begin to feel helpless and hopeless. Some of you in this room right now, joining me online right now, some of you, some of you, You're feeling like this. You're feeling helpless and hopeless. And there are some real dead-end words in life. Cancer can be a dead-end word. Divorce, bankruptcy, infertility, unemployment, foreclosure, 
playoffs can be a dead end word. <laughs> How do you know you're at a dead end? You're at a dead end when things go from bad to worse and you can't do anything about it. There's nothing you can do about it. You're at a dead end and you're going, this is not going to change. This is over. Listen, it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. But it feels like it's over because there, 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 there's another phase. But listen, this is not the final destination. It's not. I know it feels like it's over. You're Pastor Kevin. Whoa, whoa, we just time out there. You, Pastor Kevin, you don't understand. There is no chance that this is ever going to happen. That's how we feel. But I can, can I tell you, Miami Vineyard, that when we're at this phase, this is where God shows up. And this is where God does his best work. Come on, somebody. This is where it happens. This is where, where God shows up and shows off. And it's so important for some of you to get this today because some of you, as I said, you are just in this moment of your life where it, all hope is gone. Somebody just they, just, they took the air out of your life and you're just, whew. You're just, you're just done, Pastor Kevin. I know my life's not over, but the dream I had is. This thing I hoped for and I longed for and I prayed for and I, Pastor Kevin, it's just done. You're at a dead end. You're at a dead end. But listen, it's in, it's in the delays. It's in the difficulties. It's in the dead ends where God grows our faith. It's in these moments. I asked you when we started this series, how many of you would like to have a stronger faith in 2023? In fact, let me ask you again today. How many of you would like to have a stronger faith in 2023? Let me see your hands. Stronger faith, stronger faith. Yeah, look at all the hands up in the air. If you're online with us right now, just put stronger faith in the chat. Listen, stronger faith doesn't happen in the first two Ds. Stronger faith happens in the next three Ds, in the delays, in the difficulties, in the dead ends. That's where God builds your faith. That's where faith is, is, is we, we say, I'm going to believe in God no matter what. This is where God works our faith because God is not after wimpy Christians. He's after people who will follow him in the good times and the bad times no matter what. No matter what. And can I tell you, there's people out there. They're your neighbors. They're your coworkers. They're your friends. They're your family. They're looking to see, is there a difference between me and the people who say they follow Jesus? Is there a difference? The difference is that when we get in these moments, we still believe that we have a God who can do anything. That's the difference. That's what we have. We've got hope in a living God. We've got hope in a living God. So, so we go delay, difficulty, dead end. But that's not the last phase. Here comes phase six, deliverance. This is where God shows up and does amazing things. And we've got to remember, God has been with us every step of the way. It's not like God forgot about us when we're, you know, people, when, delay, difficulty, dead end. God forgot about me. I'm all here all alone. No, you're not. God is right there with you in those moments because he's building our faith. He's building our faith. He's been right there with you all along right there with you. And God is right there with you. See, all these phases have been preparation. He's preparing our life for what he wants to do with us. They've all been preparation. So today, what I want to talk about today is what happens when I'm in phase five, when I'm in that, that dead-end phase, looking, waiting, hoping for deliverance. What, 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 you know, what, what do I do? What, what do I do when I reach a dead end? Pastor Kevin, Kago. Okay, let's talk about that today. 
So here we go. I want to give you three quick things today. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. When we're in that dead end, it looks hopeless. Here we go. Three things. First, you might want to jot these down. First, remember what God can do. Because when we get in these places, we forget about all the amazing things God has done. We just forget. Abraham remembered. Look what it says in this next verse. Romans chapter 4. By the way, Romans chapter 4 in the Bible, the whole chapter 4 is about the story of Abraham and his life and his faith. And so here we go. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Abraham believed in God who gives life to the dead and who creates something out of nothing. Notice those two phrases, gives life to the dead and creates something out of nothing. Those are two things that God can do that we can't do. We can't give life to the dead. We can't create something out of nothing, but that's who God is. He gives life to the dead and he creates something out of nothing. That's who God does. And I want you to notice the first four words. It says, Abraham believed in himself. Is that what it says? No. Abraham believed in his bank account. Abraham believed in his attorney. Abraham believed in positive thinking. What's it say? Abraham believed in, in what? In God. Abraham believed in God. Listen, positive thinking, manifesting, that's great. It's great. It can be really helpful to have a positive outlook and to keep us positive. And can, by the way, by the way, followers of Jesus, we should be the most positive people out of anybody on the planet. We should be because we have a God who can do anything, who's with us, who never gives up on us. But can I tell you, all the positive thinking in the world isn't going to change anything. It gives you a good attitude, but it doesn't change anything. Only God can do that. Because when we're at a dead end, we need a miracle. We need God to show up and show off. We need the power of the Almighty to make a way where there seems to be no way. Some of you in this room, you know that there is a God. You know there is a God. Because some of you have had things that have happened in your life that there's no other explanation for except that God did it. There's no other explanation. If it wasn't for God, this wouldn't have happened. God did it. In fact, I'm just curious. By show of hands today, let me see your hands. If, if there's, you had something happen in your life, there's no other explanation, but God did it. Can I see your hands? No other explanation, God did it. God did it. Look all around. God did it. Put it in the chat. God did it. God did it. God did it. No other explanation. That's who God is. That's what God does. Notice the next verse, Romans 4, back to, back to, back to Abraham. It says, when hope was dead within him. Listen to that phrase. When hope was dead. With, this, is, this, this is our hero of the faith. Hope was dead within him. Ever been there? Hope was dead within him. He kept right on hoping in faith. He relied on the word of God. How do you know when hope is dead within you? You know how? You start using words like never. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to get out of debt. I'm never going to graduate and finish school. I'm never going to get well. I'm never going to see justice in my lifetime. I'm never going to get all those cats out of my house, ever. What do you do? What do you do when hope is dead within you? You do what Abraham did. You go right on hoping in faith. Right on hoping in faith. Look what it says. Abraham, he kept right on hoping in faith. Though it seemed, look at that verse, though, though, though it seemed Abraham's hope could not be fulfilled, he did become the father of 
many nations, exactly as God has promised. And again, the verse before that, he relied on the word of God. See, I want to encourage you that wishful thinking is good. Positive thinking, it's good. Manifesting, it's good. But none of those things, at the end of the day, change anything. If manifesting worked, this whole room would be filled with millionaires. We need more than that. We need the promises of God and the people of God. The promise of God and the people of God. It said Abraham relied on the word of God. In this book are 7,000 promises, just all waiting for you and for me. 7,000 promises. And in fact, if you've been, that's why we give you daily Bible readings every day. In fact, if you're tracking with us as a church family, this year of 2023, we're reading through the New Testament together. So if you track with us, each day we give you a portion to read. So we're going to get through the whole New Testament this year. And if you're tracking with us, we, this past week was a promise in the Word of God. Was, we were in Matthew 18 this past week. Matthew chapter 18, verse 20 says this. Here's a promise in the Word of God. In Matthew 18, 20, it says, Where two or three people are gathered together who are followers of Jesus, God says, There I am in your midst. Where two or three people come together, God says, I am there. What a promise from God. What a promise. You don't have to... Look, you don't have to wonder if God's going to show up. He promises he's going to show up. Two or three people. We need the promise of God and the people of God. I can't tell you how many times in my life I've been in a situation that felt hopeless. And somebody in my small group, somebody in my world sent me a text, phone call, prayed for me, came, whatever the difference it makes in our lives. So this week and next week is an opportunity for you to sign up for a small group. We're starting a, another small group season. What's a small group? A small group is a group of six to 12 people meet together maybe once a week, every other week. They meet on different, different, different times and places in the evening. Some meet online, some meet in person, some study the Bible, some study, a, they, they watch a video, some, some go through a book, some, some play basketball together, whatever. Uh, some do Zumba together, whatever. There's lots and lots and lots of small groups. You can find them all on their app, on our app, Miami Vineyard app, and you can register for a group and sign up for a group on the app as well. But you can also, this weekend, there's a bunch of tables out there in the lobby with balloons on, you see them, and uh, visit any table. They can help you find a small group that's for you. I hope you'll, I hope, I hope that you will take some time this year of 2023 to be in a small group. Listen, you need people in your life who are on the same spiritual journey you are. And the other people need you in their life. You need them and they need you. We are better together. We are better together. We need each other. So look again, this, this verse, Romans 14, though it seemed Abraham's hope could not be fulfilled, though it seemed, though it seemed. Some of you are right there, it seems like it's over. You're feeling exactly like the disciples did of Jesus. Some of you know that Jesus had 12 disciples, apostles that followed him. They gave up their whole life to follow him, three years of their life to follow him. We found the one, we found the Messiah. We found, we found the guy. We found the one that's coming. We found him. And they're following this guy with all in, all in, no, all in. You talk about hope being gone. With a 24-hour period, he went on trial. He was convicted. He was hung on a cross and buried in the ground within a 24-hour period. 
their hope was gone. Dashed and gone. They thought this thing is over. But that was Friday. But on Sunday, Jesus Christ rose from the grave. Conquered sin and death once and for all. See, some of you right now, you're living in Friday. You're just in Friday. You're just in Friday, and all you can see is Friday. You can't see Saturday. You can't see Sunday. But I'm telling you, Sunday's coming. Your Sunday's coming. Your Sunday's coming. Your Sunday's coming. Your Sunday's coming. God can turn crucifixions into resurrections. And God can turn your dead end into a deliverance. God can do that. So I said three things, right? First thing, remember what God can do. Here's the second thing we do when we're in a dead end, when we're in a dead end. Number two says, face the facts with faith. This is the second thing Abraham did. Look what it says, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body, he's, old, he's an old guy, his body was as good as dead. And Sarah's womb was also dead, yet he didn't waver with unbelief. See, Abraham recognizes the fact that both he and his wife Sarah are beyond childbearing years. Abraham at this time is 99. His wife is 89. And they're going to have a baby? He looks at his body. He says, no way. He looks at his wife's body. He says, double no way. <laughs> I mean, think about it. These Abraham and Sarah are senior citizens. They're eating at Denny's. They're sharing teeth. Ew. Abraham recognizes that it is a medical impossibility for him to have kids. And it is for her too. But I love what the Bible says. He faced the fact. Listen, I don't want you to miss this. Faith does not ignore reality. Faith does not pretend we don't have a problem when we do. That's not faith. That's denial. Here's a great definition of faith. I put it on your, on your notes. Here's a great definition. Faith is facing the facts in our life without being discouraged by them. It's not denying we don't have a problem. It's not denying we don't have difficulties. It's not denying we're not at a dead end. We may be at a dead end. Faith is facing the facts of our life without being discouraged by them. Why? Because we serve a God who's bigger than the facts. Some of you, in this room and online. Some of you, you're facing cancer right now. You are. Some of you, it may not be you, but maybe a loved one. Somebody you know is facing cancer right now. Now look, you can't deny the fact that it's cancer. You can, but it doesn't do any good. You have cancer. You can't deny the fact, but you can defy the verdict. You can't deny the fact. Listen, you've got cancer, okay? I've got cancer. Abraham, it says he faced the facts. He didn't live in some la-la land. He faced the facts. His body's as good as dead. You have cancer. You face the facts, and then you do everything in your power to beat it, and you put your faith and your hope in the living God who can do anything. That's called faith. That's called realistic faith. That's called living in reality because the other, the other world is living in fantasy. This is very important. 
Because there's a brand of faith out there that says, don't admit anything. Don't admit anything. Your head is throbbing. And you say you got a headache. Oh, don't say you got a headache. But your head is throbbing. You've got a headache. You have a 105-degree fever. Oh, don't admit you're sick. You're sick. Folks, that's not, that's just stupid. I'm, I'm sorry. That's not reality. Reality is saying, this is real. These are the facts. This is real. But what's more real is a God who can do anything. That's faith. That's faith. That's faith. That's where we live. That's where we live. Listen, if your marriage is struggling and on the rocks, it doesn't do any good to pretend it's not struggling and not on the rocks. That's not going to change anything. What's going to change something is when you realize and you admit it that your marriage is struggling is on the rocks and you go for counseling. We do everything we can do and we put our hope and our trust in living God who can raise the dead. And by the way, if God can raise a dead man back to life, he can raise a dead marriage back to life. He can raise a dead dream back to life. He can raise a dead health issue back to life. He can raise dead finances back to life. Because he's God. Can I just tell you, if your God, if your God that you believe in can't do anything, then get a new God. Because the God I believe in can do anything. And what's the point of having a God who can't do anything? We need to believe in a God who can do anything and everything. So, remember what God can do. Face the facts with faith. And here's number three. Three things, right? When you're dead end. Expect God to deliver me. Let me ask you a question. In the situation you're in right now, what are you expecting God to do? Are you expecting God to do anything? Sometimes we have more faith in a pizza being delivered than we do in God showing up. I mean, think about it. When you order a pizza, you don't make dinner. You just, you don't make dinner. Why? Because you're expecting a pizza to show up. But sometimes in our life, we have more faith in dominoes than we do in the divine. We have more faith in Papa John's than we do in our Papa Dios. <laughs> Folks, there is a God who loves you, who sees you, who can do supernatural things in 2023. I've seen him and watched him do supernatural things my entire life. But God does supernatural things when we expect him to do supernatural things. That's when he does those things. He does those things when we believe. He does those things when we expect it. He does those things when we ask. That's when God does supernatural things. So how are we doing on this one? Are we believing? Look what this verse says. I love this, Romans, Romans 4, 20. Look what it says. Abraham never doubted. He believed God, and his faith and trust grew ever stronger. Look what happens. We said, we said our faith grows, not in the first two Ds. It grows in delays. It grows in difficulties. It grows in dead ends. Abraham's faith is growing in this process. 24 years, he hasn't had a baby yet. By the way, the end of the story... Spoiler alert, he does have a baby. Anybody know what they named the baby? Isaac. 
You know what that word, you know what the name Isaac means? Laughter. It means laughter. They were just, ha, 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 God, you're so funny having a baby in, at this age of our life. I asked my wife if she had a baby now, she'd be laughing. She said, nope, she'd be crying. He believed God for his faith and trust grew ever stronger. And he praised God for this blessing even before it happened. He was completely sure that God was well able to do anything he promised. Abraham is called the father of faith. This is why. The father of faith. This is why. Faith and trust in a God who can do anything even when it looks like nothing is happening. Faith and trust in a God who can wait 24 years to have a baby. Now, let me wrap this up today. From dead end to deliverance. God will always bring deliverance, always. But it's not often in the way, sometimes it's not in the way we expect. The reality is that deliverance sometimes happens in ways that we don't expect it to happen. Some of you are going, Pastor Kevin, just wait, just hold out there, preacher boy. Some of you are going, Pastor Kevin, I had a dream of marrying this person, and I did marry this person. And my dream, our dream, was to spend the rest of our lives together, and now we're divorced. Pastor Kevin, we had a dream of having kids, and unless God does that Abraham and Sarah thing, we ain't having any. Sometimes a dream doesn't turn out like we imagine it to. Sometimes a dream happens in a different way. Sometimes God will redirect a dream in another way. That's why you've got to come back next weekend. Next weekend, we're going to talk about it. We're going to wrap up the series next week. You've got to be here next weekend. Next week, we're going to talk about what happens when a, when, when a, when a dream doesn't turn out like we thought it would. What happens then? You've got to bring all your friends next weekend. You've got to be here next weekend as we, we talk about that. But for today, but for today, I want us to do something together right now. I want us to take communion together. So look, when you came in the doors today, hopefully you received one of these little purple cups of juice. If you did not get one of these, just put a hand up in the air right now. Just don't be shy. Put a hand up in the air. Don't be shy. Lift it up. Lift it up all over. There's people coming all over right now. I'm going to give you one of these. So just put it up. They'll get to you. They're coming, all, they're coming around all over. Just put a hand up. Leave it up. They're going to get to you. Just, just keep it up in the air. Online with us right now. It's not too late for you to grab a cracker, grab some juice, uh, some bread, and coffee. It doesn't, the elements don't matter. What's important is what we're doing with them. That's what matters. So go ahead. Keep, just keep, 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 I see some hands over here. Hands in this area. They're coming. They're coming over here. They're coming. Okay. Let me tell you to use this. Take this clear plastic and find the clear plastic and pull that one back and expose the Expose a wafer. Clear plastic, expose a wafer. Just hold it, just take it, just hold it for a second. And then take the purple foil and pull that one back. That one's a little tougher. And expose that juice. And just, just hold on for a second. So let me just, let me explain what's happening here for just a moment. Because if you're new if you're brand new to church, if you're new today, if you're new to this whole church thing, in the church world, we call this communion. And what this is, is this wafer represents the body of Jesus 
The juice represents the blood of Jesus. And Jesus said many, many years ago, he said, do this in remembrance of me. So, so this is what we're doing this. Also, sometimes you might wonder, you know, Pastor Kevin, I'm, I'm kind of new to this church, like your church. I've not been here before. Like I'm not a member. Like, can I like take this communion today with you? Listen, if you believe in a God who can do anything, and if you want to believe, or maybe, maybe you, don't, you don't believe yet, but you want to believe, then please take communion with us today right now. Please, please take it with us right now. So go back with me for a moment. Go back with me. 2,000 years. Jesus was here walking on the planet in Israel. Just go back with me. Earlier we talked about his 12 disciples following him and being with him and quitting their jobs and their income stream and everything and just following him all in, as fully, as fully as you could be all in. They thought they found the one. This is the one. We thought this is the one. And then we talked about within a 24-hour period, he's crucified, he's dead, he's buried, he's gone, and their dreams came crashing down to a halt. See, Jesus knew all this was going to happen. So on Thursday, that, that, that was Friday. I just described Friday. So the night before on Thursday, Jesus meets together with his 12 followers. They don't know what's going to happen next, but he does. And he meets together with them. And he says, listen, I want, I want, to, I want to, let's eat together and let's do something together. He said, because I want you to keep doing this, keep doing this. He already prophesied his death, but they, did, they just didn't get it. They didn't think it was going to happen. He said, keep doing this, keep doing this, and every time you do this, remember me. See, Jesus knew that the next day he was going to die. He knew the next day their dreams were going to be crushed and their dreams were going to be gone, but he also knew that Sunday was coming and he was going to rise from the dead. He knew that as well. So when he said, when he said do this in remembrance of me, it's more than just his death on a cross that we're remembering. We're remembering him rising from the dead as well. We're remembering the dead end to deliverance, dead end to deliverance. That's what we remember when we take communion. Some of you, as I said, some of you, some of you are living in Friday. This, you're in Friday. You're at a dead end. You can't even see Saturday, much less Sunday, but I'm telling you, your Sunday's coming. Your Sunday's coming. Let's take this. Let's remember Jesus. So, on the night before he went to the cross, he broke some bread. He said, this bread represents my body, which is going to be broken for you. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Let's take this right now. Let's remember Jesus. After the bread, he held up a glass of wine. He said, this represents my blood which is going to be poured out on the cross for you, for the forgiveness of your sins. He called it a new covenant. A new covenant simply means a whole new way of living. And Jesus Christ, by his power and by his presence in our lives, he forgives us, he redeems us, he restores us, and he gives us a whole new way of living. Not just in Friday, but in Sunday as well. Let's take this. Let's remember Jesus. And would you continue to pray with me for just a moment?
Would you continue to pray with me for just a moment? God, we thank you for your presence in this space, in this room, online, our spaces today. Thank you for your presence. Listen, God is here. He's here in this space. Some of you, some of you, listen, some of you, it's just like you're in the midst of this delay or the difficulty or the dead end. You're wondering, I, where is God? I can't see him anywhere. Listen, this is one of the reasons why we have communion. Because the very taking of the bread, the very drinking of the juice, God's here. God's here. God's here. I mean, it sounds crazy, but just, just swallowing those elements, God's here. God is with you. He's with you. His very presence is with you. His kingdom has come. He's with you. And some of you, some of you right now, look, they're, they're, if there's never been a moment in your life where you can point back to, where you have made a commitment to Jesus and say, I want to follow him. If there's never been that moment, because I believe there's some of you in this space and online with me right now, today's your day to make this commitment. Today's your day to make this choice. So I'm going to say a prayer for you right now. And, and as I pray it out loud, you pray it inside. Don't got to pray it out. Just pray it inside. So here we go. Jesus, today, I know something, something's happening. Something real is going on. Today, Jesus, something is different. Jesus, Today, I believe in you. Today, I open my life to you. I know I don't have it all figured out, but the best way, I follow you today. Jesus, I commit my life to you today. And God, I thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining in today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to leave a review, subscribe to this channel, and share with a friend. We'd also love the chance to connect with you. You can text the word NEW to 786-705-8930. Again, that's NEW to 786-705-8930. And we'll give you some next steps with how to plug in and get connected here at Miami Vineyard. We hope you have an amazing week, and thanks again for listening.